Are we not looking at the camera? I'm it's not there. Yeah, so I don't think we're going to use any of the like, footage, so it'll just be the voice. Right. Probably, but we'll see. Uh, so welcome everyone to um, dinner here at the Briars. Um, something that we have a privilege of sharing and enjoying three day, three times a day. Charles, did you just feel like I'm sorry, I'll just have a chip as soon as you did it. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to dinner with the team. Uh, we're enjoying our fish and chips this afternoon, uh, but whatever time you're joining us is perfect. We are gonna be chatting a little bit about what is going on over the course of Holy Week um, and just about our daily lives. So um, thank you so much for joining us. This is hopefully the first of many podcasts uh, that we're gonna be putting out into the atmosphere, um, into your lives um, over the next few months. In the meantime, as is tradition with any Briar's meal, we're going to begin by uh, saying grace together. So, uh, team, would any of you guys like to lead us in grace? Yes, I will. Oh, thank you, Luke. That was superbly quick. <laughs> in the name of the Father, Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, dear God, we thank you for all the food we're about to eat today. We ask you to bless all the food, and we pray the hands that made it as well. And we pray for everyone who goes without food today. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Uh, thank you very much, Luke. So uh, I'm joined today by Lawley, James, Luke and Elise, and we're going to be chatting um, a little bit about our days and just a little bit of an experience about what we do um, when we're having food together. So um, does someone want to chat about what we've got for lunch today? Yes, I will. Thanks, Hi. This is Lawley's voice. Um, we're having fish and chips today. Um, we're filming this on a Friday, so um, fish fingers and chips is a, is a classic here. Um, and I think it's something we all enjoy. Mm. It's true, yep. Uh, I've just taken a huge mouthful. <laughs> but we're going to get used to that. Um, so we've just done our last recording of Heaven's Kitchen. Um, yeah, it's sad time. Today, it's sad, yeah. Mm. Um, that was from uh, James and Elise led that. So was, was there any highlights from the show? Um, my memory, I think, coming back of Quavers and tea. <laughs> I I just forgotten all about it, and I'm gonna try it again. Dipping no, quavers in I've tea. I've got some quavers, and we can try that later. Oh, nice one, nice one. Um, my highlight was definitely looking back at all the things that we've done in Heaven's Kitchen, especially the donut challenges, the, the jam donuts and the donut on a string, which I'm reigning champion of. In my <laughs> I thought James won the donut challenge. Won the first one, the first one, yeah. the jam donut one, but got disqualified from the second one. Because yeah. it dropped off the string. So you got disqualified for ill preparedness. <laughs> what? It was a rule. <laughs> it was very clear at the start. Don't hit the player, hit the game. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'd just like to point out that I would have won both had it not been for me absolutely messing up the first one and coughing it back up. Oh. <laughs> Cool. So anyway, as I said, we're all eating. Um, so uh, yeah, so that was that was today. <laughs> so this is a very serious podcast about Monday Thursday. <laughs> yeah, Jordan. So 
Um, this podcast is going live on Monday Thursday, and so we thought as a team we'd kind of chat a little bit about what Monday Thursday is and means and does and, and what it is, um, as it's the first kind of part and day and celebration of the Easter Triduum, or the three days that we celebrate Easter for, which is Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday. Easter Sunday isn't in the Triduum. Holy Saturday is the actual Easter celebration. Um, really? Yeah. You, you have the Vigil Mass on the Saturday night, right? Which is Easter. That's mm. the beginning of it. And then Easter Sunday oh. is for, um, like, a, a very normal time of day, Each like a normal that. Sunday Mass. Yeah. Um, so, Monday Thursday is the first one. Um, but you guys, you've been doing some research into what it is all about, haven't you? So, does anyone want to share a little bit about what they found out? Yeah, I will. I think... Monday Thursday has always had a special place in my heart. I think it's a nice kind of preparation. We know what's happening on Good Friday. I think it's like, it's a bit like Christmas. Well, it's nothing like Christmas Eve, but like it's the day before something big's going to happen. Um, and I think it's, I remember at school, we would sometimes be at school and we'd finish early on the Monday Thursday. Um, and that was always kind of cool. But um, it is the day where Jesus and his apostles celebrated the Last Supper. Um, and it was like the Passover. Um, festival that they were um, celebrating and um, I've been reading I read the four different gospel accounts the other day and how they're different and how they're very similar like Matthew Mark and Luke are very very similar in their wording and what happens and we go from Jesus telling the apostles how to um, prepare for the Passover um, and then he breaks the news that someone's going to betray him during dinner um, which kind of would have been a bit of like put a bit of a downer on the on the group because it was such a like a celebratory time um and they don't believe him they're like we'll never betray you and jesus kind of prophesizes and peter's denial and what's going to happen over the next few days um and then they go um, <coughs> to the mount of olives and go to the garden of gethsemane yeah and they um that kind of happens in all of those Gospels, but John's is slightly different. He doesn't go into kind of specifics about the Passover meal and the Last Supper that we hear at Mass. He talks more about um, Jesus telling them about the betrayal and the denial, and then talks about the feet washing. I've got some fun facts about, um, about where they were sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of different things. I think maybe give us some context of why they were having a meal. Um, was because it was the Passover celebration. Mm-hmm. Now, the Passover celebration um, is still celebrated today. It's still something that happens today um, um, in, the, in the Jewish community. And that is because it celebrates the Exodus. So the second book of the Bible, where Moses leads the people out of Egypt and out of slavery um, into the wilderness for 40 years. Now, <clears throat> God sends um, 10 plagues to the people of Egypt to try and convince the Pharaoh to let the Jewish people go. And the last straw, the final thing that does it, is the Passover of the Angel of Death. Um, it's all like pretty like horrific stuff, um, but the angel kills the firstborn of anyone who hasn't marked their front doorposts um, with the blood of a lamb. So it's all a bit like uh, sacrificial stuff. Um, but the Angel of Death kills the Pharaoh's firstborn, and that then kicks off the whole exodus Moses and the people wandering in the wilderness and so it's a celebration of that happening the Passover festival and so they were celebrating this as they would have done every year um, and they were celebrating in Jerusalem 
with the disciples. Um, and, and in fact, it would have been a big party. There would have been a lot of people there. There would have been loads of different um, friends and family. It would have been like a, like a you know, almost like a rise disco, one would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they would be having this celebration. And the way that they would be seated and the way that it works is that... Um, Generally, the oldest person sits at like the front of the, the like um, it's almost like set out like a horseshoe. Um, but the the, the um, oldest person would be asked questions by the youngest person about why they celebrate and talk about the Passover celebration. But they reckon that the way that the disciples were laid out, it was in a horseshoe. Um, for it to work in the way that we think it worked, John would have been on Jesus' right um, as the most important guest. Um, because that's what we think that Jesus and John are like best friends, they hang out all the time, um, and they reckon John would have been on, uh, on Jesus' right um, at the end of the horseshoe. On the other side must have been Judas, because they had to have been within touching reach um, in order for them to dip their hands in the, um, in the bread, at the, not in the bread, in like the water at the same time. Um, and Peter would have actually been on the complete other side at the bottom end of the horseshoe, Um, so Peter would have had to have been at the complete other end of the horseshoe um, because, as he says, it was his job to clean and wash the feet of the guests. And so Peter would have been, that was his responsibility and his role in the Passover festival, was to wash the guests' feet. And so therefore would have been at the lowest position on the table, which is the complete other side. That's interesting because I think Peter was the one when Jesus said, I'm going to wash your feet. It makes sense because that was kind of his role and he, it was definitely not the most important person which Jesus was in the room. Um, and I think it's interesting that that's one of the last evenings he's going to spend with his closest friends and that's what he kind of decides to do and we still wash feet in mass to this day. Um, the priest often washes like parishioners feet. I don't know how it's working this year, maybe slightly different, um, but it's like a tradition. That's... Like a water pistol I think this year. <laughs> <laughs> or like a paddling pool outside. Um, but yeah, I think it's an, it's an interesting tradition, one of the more kind of abstract things I think when we look at like Catholic traditions, but I think something that is really special and has a lot of meaning behind it as well. Yeah, it, puts the, it puts the priest in that person of Christ. I think we so often forget that the priest is acting as Jesus in the Mass, and um, it's the Latin in Persona Christi, he's in the person of Christ. And, um, uh, and I think it's kind of a reminder of that, and I think that Pope Francis has been quite revolutionary in that he washed refugees' feet a couple of years ago. Um, you could check out that clue, it was like 2014 or 15. I think it was like his first Easter, he did it, and I think it opens up that it shouldn't just be 12 people that we're really familiar with, but everyone that, that we wash the feet of everyone. So, yeah, feet washing. Mm -hmm. Interesting. We've all just taken a mouthful at the same time. <laughs> so the feet washing is quite a small bit of the Thursday story, I suppose, because then we go into the rest of the Last Supper and the conversation that the conversation that would have been had. I would, be, I would it would be amazing to be a fly on the wall and like experience and see what they were all talking about. I wonder if like the mood completely shifts and like they were just having like normal conversations, and then suddenly Jesus kind of is starting to act a bit weird and kind of. If you know that this is like the last time you're going to spend with these people, what do you choose to tell them? And like, I'm speaking. I think it's kind of um, interesting that uh, Jesus kind of calls out Judas, not 
to his face, but um, <clears throat> but he's actually angry at him. And you know, you think that someone had to betray Jesus for it to happen. You know, someone was kind of here to do that, and mm-hmm. in this case, it was Judas. But um, Jesus still has that human instinct of being angry at Judas, um, even though it was kind of what was meant uh, meant to be. Because that it just kind of reminds us that he does have that human instinct here in him to get annoyed and get angry. Because mm-hmm. he felt the whole. Everything he went through was painful. He felt it, and it's, it's something I think we can sometimes forget. Because Jesus is one of the, of the Trinity, uh, that he felt pain like we did. He didn't want to die necessarily, but he did the Father's will, which I think is important to remember in those in this time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, well, that's good. that's the you know the end of the evening. Um, what we do in, in Mass on Monday Thursday is once everyone's received communion. <coughs> Um, we all move to another room. I don't know if you guys have, have done that or something similar, but Jesus gets moved into another space or place, and we've done it here at the Rise before where we create like a garden for people to go into, and, um, and Jesus stays outside of the tabernacle um, in another safe place um, until Holy Saturday, basically. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really interesting that, that, that Jesus has that like human nature to him, and, and, and I think we can forget that, and I think this is a really like... It's almost the most human part of Jesus' ministry is when he dies. Um, and that's, of course, what we're building up to here um, in the morning Thursday Mass. I think the betrayal is also interesting because it was one of his closest friends. Like, the 12 apostles were Jesus' best friends. And we know um, Jesus Iscariot is this, like, villain kind of person. But he was there with Jesus through a lot of his ministry and was a friend to him at times and kind of played that part. And... I think it's interesting that he was kind of chosen to betray him and that was like the role that he was put in. Why wasn't it just... A lot of people didn't like Jesus in the time. A lot of them could have gone and handed him into the authorities, but why was it one of his closest friends and the whole like kissing of the cheek and all of that kind of thing is an interesting, interesting part of the story. Mm. Well, it's interesting because the kissing of the feet... Not the kissing of the feet. The kissing... <laughs> <laughs> the... Kissing on the cheek in the Garden of Gethsemane was because Jesus looked like a normal person. He didn't look like he wasn't like a like six foot five with a halo. Yeah, with a halo. Like Like social media didn't exist. Like it wasn't spread around that Jesus was this person. Exactly, he would have looked like everyone else um, because of that one hundred percent humanness. And so he, um, Judas, to define who Jesus was, had to go and kiss him on the cheek just to like prove that like this is the guy you want. And it just shows how little the, the, the crowd and the people knew what he looked like as well. Considering he'd been teaching in the temple and the Pharisees and the Sadducees had all watched it happen and watched him preaching, they obviously didn't click what he looked like. So it's interesting. Yeah. There you go. So that is Monday Thursday. That's what we celebrate. It's what we um, will be, well, we're looking forward to it. It'll be next Thursday for us. Um, but maybe you've already experienced the mass before, maybe you've never experienced it, but it is a wonderful celebration um and hopefully um, you've learned a little bit as as we've learned over the last sort of 15 minutes or so thank you so much for joining us everyone today and thank you for listening and hopefully as i said this won't be the last time we get to do something like this um, the team myself we've all enjoyed our lunch it's been great um, 
just maybe you'll get to join us for a meal sometime soon. If you want to see um, what we get up to after lunch, uh, we normally just chat about what we're doing for the rest of the afternoon, which is exciting, um, and then we'll crack on with that. Um, but don't forget to check us out at NBC West Live while you're in the UK, subscribe, um, and hopefully we'll see you all very soon. Bye! Bye! Bye.